Hey everyone, you're listening to the first episode of the Inhaler Podcast. I'm Ivan Gentz, and before I kick things off, let me explain what this show is exactly. Um, well, I think it's a it's an outgrowth of what I've been doing. I've hosted nearly 50 listening parties in the Fulls fan community, and this stems from that. So in that way, this is a for the community, by the community type show. So my guests will naturally be from this space. But obviously, you don't need to be a part of it to listen. Um, and you can get this podcast on most major podcast platforms, I think. Uh, people I'll be interviewing here have been coming to my events, showing me good taste in the music. And I want to know more about them. I want candid and intimate conversations about them, their lives and their relationship to music, how they listen to it and how it soundtracks their lives, essentially. They all come from very different places and different scenes. Some of them are even musicians, so I, so it'll be really fun to talk about that and maybe even showcase their work at some point. Um, all in all, this podcast is honestly mostly an excuse for me to talk to people that I like. Um, so my conversation with Tony is coming up in just a second. Um, I have an email. I set up an email for the show, which is theinhalerpod at gmail.com where you can send in any comments or suggestions, maybe you want to criticize the show, anything you want to send in, you can send in, and I welcome any type of feedback. Um, but just know that this is my first time podcasting and interviewing and doing all of this audio engineering stuff. So please um, be kind. I think I've said everything I wanted to, so um, we can just start with the show. we start should ask you what have you been listening to this week uh, let's do that yeah uh, I've been listening to uh, besides uh, the usual uh, Spotify suggestions uh, I've, I've been listening to uh, film soundtracks Specifically, oh. uh, soundtrack to Stalker by Andrei Tarkovsky. Oh, nice. Uh, that I watched a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I haven't so, watched Stalker yeah. in a hot minute. I love that movie. It's, it's incredible. Best atmosphere ever, probably. I, I want to go to the zone. <laughs> you want to go to the zone? <laughs> I'll probably die... <laughs> but, but it's so yeah. beautiful it's uh, it is and so pretty the music yeah. in the movie is just amazing uh, yeah Duarte Temiev is genius mm. what I like about soccer the most is um, sort of um, unsettling feeling when you have those empty shots like nothing is there you just see this beautiful environment but you feel like there is something there you know it's yeah it's such a such a vague sense of danger that you get like in in your back and i and i love it so much exactly uh like you know that there's actually nothing there it's just a film <laughs> but you totally believe that uh if they just step 
in the wrong direc- direction that they'll die. Yeah. I believe that. <laughs> uh, and I think it was a hard thing to achieve. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But it's done so, so well. So, so well. Yeah. Tarkovsky is a genius. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? And I also I like... Didn't like- Hmm? Didn't like Solaris though. So Solaris was so long. It's like it was very long and not relevant to my life. <laughs> yeah. Like I know it's a good film, but it's, it just wasn't for me at the time. I'll rewatch rewatch it um, in twenty years and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I I I liked how it looked, uh, but. It's beautiful, but yeah, but the the plot was so so tiring. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, but yeah. Soundtrack, however. Soundtrack by by the same the same composer, uh, but I don't know how to say uh, Russian names with an English accent. <laughs> you can just say it in a, in Russian. Why not? Eduard Artemyev, uh, is a great composer. And uh, is still alive, by the way. Oh, really? He's, he's really old, but alive. Is and he still I active? In... Yeah, he's still active. Still writes music. And I watched an interview with him that came out earlier this year, I think. Yeah, or last year. I don't know. It's pretty fresh. Uh, I love watching interviews or with composers or their talks at different conferences where they uh, talk about how they wrote uh, some of their music like uh, that gdc talk by mick gordon uh, i have watched it countless times and yeah. <laughs> never get tired you're a big doom fan i'm a big I'm a big Mick Gordon fan. Oh, <laughs> right. Like, uh, I played Doom 2 when I was a kid. Like, my dad was a programmer, and he uh, often took me to his workplace uh, at the office. Uh, and, of course, uh, his computer and different... Uh, Many others uh, had games installed on them. Uh, yeah, he showed me Serious Sam. Uh, oh, nice. Some Need for Speed games. Uh, Counter Strike. <laughs> 1.5, not even 1.6. Oh, wow. I played 1.5 on LAN with my dad and my brother. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. So what a cool office. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an office. Uh, it's a small, it's, it's a very small office. Uh, and my dad is like the, the head of that office. Oh, cool. <laughs> Not the head of the company, but is. Nah, I don't know how to just describe it, but whatever. Uh, he showed me Doom 2, and I didn't really understand it. It wasn't very... It wasn't fun back mm, then, yeah. because uh, 
there were better games at that time. Um, but then, uh, in 2017, uh, back when I had a potato instead of a computer, <laughs> uh, I stumbled upon this GDC talk, uh, and I fell in love with the music. I used to listen to Doom soundtrack on repeat <laughs> all the time, and then I got a new laptop and immediately installed Doom 2016. Uh, and I think Doom 2016 is better than Doom Eternal. I don't know yeah. why, but... That would be a very controversial opinion. Doom Eternal has been yes, like so, so praised <laughs> these days. I, I haven't played I haven't played the Doom games. I just haven't like gotten them, haven't bought them. There was always always something else on the repertoire. But I but I have to play like Doom twenty sixteen. It's like super cheap these days too as well. Um I didn't buy any of the Doom games. Oh wait, you're not supposed to say but, this. Uh, oh. <laughs> shh. But you know. What are they gonna do? Arrest yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, Doom, Doom 2016, I I remember like watching gameplay for it. It looks so snappy and so um so well done. It's like it looks like a very satisfying game. And um a good a good sound design is very important for that, I think. If you want it to be like yeah. a, sa a satisfactory experience, you have to you have to have um all the sensory things done perfectly. thunder outside thunder Ooh, holy shit yeah you you probably can't hear it but it exists and <laughs> wow i love thunderstorms i hope it doesn't strike near your house <laughs> that would be kind of yeah, awkward it shouldn't oh a few summers ago i think like two two years ago a thunder literally struck beside my house and it killed uh wow. my playstation that was really sucky oh right i remember you do it was sad it was sad yeah you you told about that in the server yeah and i tweeted about it and i posted like a dramatic instagram story it was really sad i think crash team racing had just come out so i was like so excited um so literally like the day after it came out and after i was playing it a bit um the thunder strike Ugh, that was so uh I don't know. I I was also alone at home, so I was really excited to spend um a lot of time alone, just like playing like a little like a little rat, you know. It was so mm -hmm. such an exciting time. But then it just like got taken away in a flash. Literally. <laughs> um yeah. That was sad and disappointing. Yeah. But I got a new one. It Very yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a new one, so it's it's like fine. I'm I'm just I'm very fussy. <laughs> um Okay, what we were talking about um, Soundtracks. Soundtracks. Um, yeah. Game soundtracks are amazing. Do you like a lot of ambient music? Uh I do. Mm, it's very good for studying. Mm, yeah and just doing stuff 
and also you like prog rock which is <laughs> more instruments than the vocals right uh yeah but <laughs> the vocals are uh, an important part but they like just just like uh, an instrument mm. that can also pronounce lyrics yeah i like to think of vocals as an instrument yeah it's a uh, and really it's nice way of seeing easy, it yeah especially easy when you're listening to music in another language mm. uh, yeah sadly i understand english <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you uh, learned, did you learn English through music or, or through something uh, else? I, well, first of all, I, I have been learning English uh, in school since uh, first grade. Yeah. <laughs> like since but, I was seven. But, but I feel like most, uh, most, most like foreigners that aren't fluent in, in English never really give, um, they really say that the reason the the way they learned English is um is school at least here yeah you can never know. learn uh English at school uh on a good level yeah <laughs> yeah of course I used songs I used uh video games uh, like the first we we always come back to video games today <laughs> yeah um the first game i uh beat without russian subtitles was uh mass effect oh trilogy. nice uh it was very hard at first because i didn't uh i couldn't how do i say it like they were talking too fast and i couldn't read uh, their lines in time yeah. Let's see. Uh, well, it's raining. Cool. It's also become very dark. Um, yeah, games, music, uh, YouTube videos like mm -hmm. Vsauce, Veritasium, and other uh, popular science stuff. Uh, well, later. I started watching just whatever, but these were the first uh, fully English-speaking channels uh, I watched. That's but cool. yeah, music was an important part uh, in my English learning. What were some of the the first um, English bands you listened to? Oh, hmm. Uh, well, my music uh, journey became uh, began in. Ooh, I heard the can the thunder. Uh, can you hear? Yeah. yeah, that's cool. It's pretty loud. I should probably close my balcony door. <laughs> kind of ambient it's a, it's actually kind of nice to hear the rain uh okay we still have central heating it's 
it's the first of May and it's still on because mm, I don't know. I don't know why. Like in my hometown, uh, it was uh, I don't know words. It's fine. We can go back to to bands. Like the, the hidden season uh, finished yesterday, and I don't know. The city I live in now is uh, a bit further north. So mm -hmm. it's a bit colder here and the hidden season is longer, but it's not necessary now because it's warm. But yeah, th that's why my balcony door was open. <laughs> it's fine. Otherwise, it's way too hot. It's okay. I'm just explaining it for you who lives in a in very a warm, warm place. southern <laughs> southern country. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be 26 uh, Celsius today. I'm so excited. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's summer. Finally. Okay. I was talking about... Bands. English bands. bands. Yeah, English bands. Yeah. So, how I started listening to music. Uh, when I was 10 years old, my parents uh, gave me an mp3 player for my birthday your parents um, are so cool i'm so i'm sorry programmers ah <laughs> uh, i love your parents yeah uh, and they uh downloaded some music uh and like uploaded it onto it i don't know the right word for yeah, just put it on the the player. Yeah, they they put some music on um, onto the player. Uh, it was mostly eighties uh, popular music. Uh, some Kate Bush, some uh, nice Italian uh, pop music. Some, uh, I think the the main. Uh, theme from the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so yeah, eighties, uh, but not the kind of eighties I listen to now. Anyway, just some good music, and uh, most part of it was in English. And then, uh, like next year or so, when I still was. 10 or 11 years old uh, I started listening to uh, Muse and Queen mm -hmm. uh, sorry brain fart it's um, fine so the album by Muse was Showbiz the first one and uh, the Queen album was Sheer Heart Attack. Mm -hmm. So I used to listen to just these two albums all the time. <laughs> because the I two. had nothing else. <laughs> just these albums and some random songs. And yeah, I love them. I absolutely love them. And I still love them to this day. And I still think that 
uh, Showbiz is the best Muse album. Showbiz and maybe Origin of Symmetry. And Sheer Heart Attack is certainly one of the best Queen, Queen albums. You'll have to, you'll have to like discuss it with um, Ariel. <laughs> I know Ariel is like a huge, huge Muse fan. Um, uh, yeah, I think we we talked about it a bit. I don't know what's her favorite. Wonder what she thinks. For the people listening, Ariel is is uh, somebody I um, run r slash fools Discord with. She's like a huge, huge Muse fan. Um, so you've also told me prog rock is like your favorite genre and you listen to it a lot. How does prog rock fit into all of this? Um, well, uh, my dad showed me uh, my first prog rock songs and albums. Once again, uh, the coolest parents. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love my parents. They didn't give me any trauma, but they <laughs> gave me good music taste. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my dad showed me Yes. I think the first song by Yes was Machine Messiah mm-hmm. from the album. Was it Drama? Yeah, it's Drama. Uh, which is... Um, not the first song I would think of when I think of Yes, because mm, uh, there was no John Anderson in that uh, in that lineup. But yeah, Machine Messiah by Yes. And then he showed me uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, uh, Tuckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 15, I think, when I first heard it, and it just blew my mind uh, because I <laughs> I hadn't heard anything like that before. No. Um, there was... Let me see how long this track is. I think it's 23 minutes long. Oh, wow. <laughs> Classic prog rock. Well, yeah, you just have... Uh, a single song for the whole uh, side of a record. How would you explain prog rock to somebody who's never heard of it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would just uh, show them King Crimson's <laughs> debut album. Uh, they would understand it themselves. Okay, Takas is ah, it's twenty minutes forty three seconds long. Which one is twenty three minutes? Echoes. I think it is. Yeah, Echoes is twenty three twenty eight. Uh, and there's also uh, Graph generator with their. Uh, what is it called? Mm, let me see. Uh, a Plague of Lighthouse Keepers, right. Uh, which is... Where? Right, A Plague of Lighthouse Keepers is 2315. 
So, as you can see, <laughs> most songs or wooden coven songs, they are like compositions, mm -hmm. pieces. Yeah, most pieces are 20 minutes long. That's uh, the length, the duration of a side of a record. Mm -hmm. mm, and one might think that it's way too long, but if you can listen to an album uh, that's 40 minutes long uh, without pausing, uh, then why can't you listen to a single track that it's 20 minutes long? It's not, uh, it's not the same song uh, five times. <laughs> yeah in a row it's it's, it's progressive like, <laughs> you know it progressively gets better yeah, it, it's it's just like five different songs in in a single song yeah the music More progresses like i think is that why it's called pro a prog rock or is it like huh. something else because it, it makes sense to me that I it's called know, prog rock because but... it you know it progresses <laughs> in a single track <laughs> maybe maybe could be but uh the first prog rock songs were not as long. Uh, well, you know, King Crimson and their uh, In the Court of the Crimson King uh, is said to be the first prog rock album ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the longest song on it is hmm, under 10 minutes. Oh yeah, I just I just googled it. I'm so fucking dumb. It's called progressive, not because like the music <laughs> progresses inside the tracks or whatever. It's because it's you know uh, culturally progressive <laughs> because it brings in but, elements that aren't normally belonging in classic rock. Well, yeah, it's logical. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I so like dumb. Your version more. Yeah, <laughs> because it, the first one is like. Um, too arrogant yeah well most movements sort of you know want to be progressive don't they um <laughs> so yeah yeah the thing the thing about Prague, what is interesting about it um like why it is progressive in the first place is that uh there were musicians who would uh in any other case, they would have uh, become classical musicians or jazz musicians. Hmm. But mm, there was this unprecedented cultural, mm, I don't know, not movement, but, you know, hippies and mm, mm, the time was just right for them to start playing rock yeah and that's how prog rock started that's how it uh, i forgot the words but yeah um so i wanted to ask you like what specifically do you like about progressive rock um what 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 different rhythms different okay. interesting rhythms uh interesting harmony 
I love some interesting harmony. <laughs> um, the variety of instruments. Mm -hmm. What else? I don't know. There's uh, something special about uh, each band and each album and even each song. Uh, but in general, they're all very interesting and unusual, I would say. What would you say is your like number one top favorite prog album? Uh, I've got several, but the one that's closest to my heart is uh, Pink Floyd's Medal. Mm -hmm. uh, because Echoes. It's just uh, can nobody can compete with mm. with echoes. Yeah. Just for for me personally. Uh, but I also love uh, mm -hmm. I love Fragile by Yes. I love King Crimson's. Uh, Black Stones and Aspic and Red. Uh, I love Pantograph Generators, uh, Born Hearts, uh, and many others. But these are like the top. What about more modern music? Is there a prog rock band that's kind of modern that you listen to? Um, there are you... some prog bands that are modern, but I don't know. Um, I don't know much about modern prog mm -hmm. because it's uh, kind of mixed with prog metal, and it's uh, pretty aggressive and harsh. And uh, some of that is not for me. But I know some bands like Cynic uh, and. Leprous and what else? What else? What else? <laughs> there is some prog band. Listen to that's not cynic and leprous. <laughs> well, if not prog rock, what kind of music that's more contemporary do you, do you listen to? Uh, well, you're obviously a false fan, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure, but an equivalent of prog is uh jazz fusion mm, yeah <laughs> it's not like modern but there is modern jazz fusion that is just <laughs> ridiculously ridiculous <laughs> uh, yeah like you can listen to uh Sangeze. uh it's one of my favorite bands uh like it consists of uh two YouTubers, Adam Neely and Sean Crowder, and they mix jazz with rock, with uh, uh, drum and bass, uh, with uh, what else? With dubstep, with um, yeah, what I, is this? I, I've seen... hyper pop. Oh, hyper pop, right? Hyper pop. I, I've <laughs> I've seen some of uh, Neely's stuff on YouTube. He's, he's such a machine, isn't he? 
so incredible. Um, yeah. Super talented. Very talented. I, I love them all. Um, Snarky Puppy. Classic. <laughs> hmm. Jacob Collier, man. Yeah. Yeah. Things he does, I just can't comprehend. Uh, yeah, it's all very uh, experimental, uh, creative stuff. Yeah. But yeah, falls. <laughs> uh, uh, who who the fuck quite are the unexpected falls? Unexpected around all of it. <laughs> Who are the foals? <laughs> Who the fuck are the foals? <laughs> the foals. The folds. The folds. The loaves. <laughs> uh, loaves. Loaves. I yeah, the loaves. loaves. Same. <laughs> um, what else did I want to talk to you about? Uh, well, we've 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 talked about this a little bit before, but your family is quite musical. Um, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, um are are both of your parents classically trained musicians or No. Uh like my mom finished music school back mm -hmm. when she was young, when she was a kid. <laughs> uh but she didn't pursue a musical career after that. Uh my dad didn't have uh any classical training, but uh, he often tells me that uh, he regrets uh, not going to music school even though he lived in the same building uh, our music school was at oh wow uh, yeah uh, so it's uh, it's really sad <laughs> for yeah. him but I don't know maybe it's for the better but uh, he plays guitar uh, and he uh, do you ever do you ever like j jam with your dad? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so cool. I jam with parents. my dad and my brother. <laughs> wow. Must be uh, so cool. It's it's much fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my dad um uh, composed some pieces, but he still hasn't finished really any of them but i i don't know i think i can help with that with the arrangements yeah? and with the recording and everything i think that could be really really sweet you producing stuff with your dad yeah yeah we just have to find time for that yeah i hope you do that mm. i think it could be very very good knowing you knowing your musical expertise and, and talent i think it could sound really really cool Oh, you're flattering me. No, I'm not. It's and true. Musical expertise and talent. <laughs> yeah, I think you know so much, and you 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 seem you seem to have something something in you that's very unique, very creative, that not a lot of people have, and you have such a such a unique taste in music as well. Um, <laughs> I I seriously think you could you could make something really really amazing. It just depends if the world is Thanks ready for, for it. Believing in me. <laughs> yeah, I believe in you. You're amazing. Yeah. I'm glad you see that in me. It's it's important for for me that people mm, people believe in me, and that's that helps a lot. 
I think a lot of people believe in you. Just ask anybody in the in the server. <laughs> well, in the server, yeah. In real life, not so much. Well, they just haven't <laughs> haven't seen seen your stuff. Yeah, like for my dad, um, he once told me that. Uh, well, he didn't tell me that I'll never become a musician. Just. Mm, he meant that I should focus on my studies and on my uh, main, you know, area of work. Yeah, but I think that that's just basically from the... on university and getting a career and stuff. Yeah, but I think that's that's only only paternal. Uh, I think he just wants you to be, uh, you know, fina financially safe and all of that. But I have no of doubt course. in my mind that he that's... that he thinks you've got talent and yeah. That's what all parents uh, yeah, do. It's, they want it's just a parental their thing. kids to be financially stable and basically happy. Yeah. Yeah, but my mom really supports me in my musical endeavors. She does. Uh, I show her some of the tracks I work on, and she always says that. Wow, it's it's cool. You you should continue. <laughs> That's awesome. Your but, your parents are so cool. I'm sorry, I can't get over it. I can't get over it. I love them. I want to make something really cool so I can show it to my dad and say, "See, and you didn't believe in me." <laughs> yeah, I th uh, I'm sure you will one day, for sure. I will, like. This summer, I, I want to make something this summer, like a thing that I can release because I'm so tired of uh, putting all of my work onto the shelves. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. super excited for start it. Start producing, producing something tangible. Yeah. So um, t tell me a, a little bit about your um, musical skill. What do you do? What do you know? And all of that. Um, what do you play? I can play a little bit of bass, a little bit of six string guitar. Uh, I also have a, a keyboard, but I can't play the keyboard to save my life. Mm. I would like to learn drums, but uh, there's a technical problem I, I just don't have any drums <laughs> to yeah. practice on uh, but yeah um, I focus more on the theory on music theory on uh, arrangement on that yeah. kind of stuff uh, it's good to I have should, uh, that kind of bass that kind of baseline haha <laughs> pun intended uh, for music making <laughs> I think it's really cool. Like I said, I think you re you know so much, and um, I I know you only know so much. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I know you've also played with um, a production software like Cubase, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mostly play with production software and experiment with uh, not just not really experiment, but try to tackle different aspects of music theory and composition. Uh, but now that I think about it, I should focus more on my instruments 
so that I can uh, record everything myself and not have to delegate it to <laughs> people who can actually play something. Mm. Mm. But also, I don't have any skills in sheet music, uh, which is quite a, it, it's quite important uh, if I want to uh, hire musicians mm. and d delegate some of uh, some of the parts to them so yeah, yeah. Uh, i think i'll learn that and i'll try to be a better bass player bass yeah. and guitar that's awesome i think you've got so much ambition and um I've got my fingers crossed that you um that you do all of all of the things that you want to do and that you end up sharing some amazing things with us very soon. Thank you. I'll do my best. Uh and speaking for me, for you and for everyone else. <laughs> awesome. I'm really, really excited. And uh <laughs> speaking of music, I don't think we can skip talking about um the industry. Um, I think we've oh, both, <laughs> yeah, I think we've both got like a, a very, a very developed sense of the music industry in, uh, in the West. Like we know how music works in America and Britain, and we know, um, how streaming services work, but I think something that's very much overlooked is, um, is how every country has its, its own industry and its own dynamics. So I mm -hmm. wanted to wanted to ask you about um, the industry in Russia because I've told you this before, but um, I've read read up somewhere that um, music in in Russia has been in sort of a decline. So, can can you tell me what's what's the state of the industry in Russia and what's popular today? Yeah, I I still haven't found uh, who said this that it's in decline because well i don't have the whole picture uh, i can only speak for myself but i think that this change in music industry that has happened in recent years with uh, uh, the streaming services and youtube and internet in general um, it has helped the music industry a lot in that sense the um, in the sense that uh, artists who uh, had to just sit in the underground mm -hmm. uh, now have the chance to become really popular uh, and it happened with a lot of bands here uh, like I wouldn't have known Short Paris, wouldn't have known I Speak and uh, many other artists if they uh, if not for the for, for their music videos that they shared on YouTube mm -hmm. I think that was the reason uh, and can you elaborate on that uh, decline mm -hmm. that I... you read about uh, well I read about rock specifically and um oh rock yeah i 
should tell you about Russian rock. Yeah? Like, these two words, um, they mean a separate genre. Um, it's just Ruski rock. <laughs> Our. Not like in the West. Right. Our Russian rock. Right. Um, <laughs> um, it's... Um, is that um, the lyrics are more important than the music okay and <laughs> I can't agree with that uh, notion yeah like you've said like it is how it is yeah you you said that like uh, lyrics or singing is just like another instrument uh, like yeah vocals are an instrument and the lyrics are just well, they're also important, but the lyrics are bad. I can kind of ignore them. But if the music is bad, I just won't listen to it. Yeah. Uh, like I like I I love good lyrics, but uh, lyrics are not the most important thing in music for me. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I think, and most people think that. Uh, this is just an excuse uh, for bad musicians <laughs> to say that the lyrics are more important. But um, yeah, mm, also the fan base of Russian rock is mm, pretty cringe. <laughs> pretty cringe? Uh, what do you mean yeah. by that? Especially of uh, Russian metal. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they're there's a special term to call them. A special Gvnari. term? Yes. What is it? Uh, Gavnari. Uh, from the word govno, that shit. means shit. It means shit. It means shit. Um, oh. They're like shit eaters. <laughs> uh, what the who, fuck? Who listen to bad Russian music. <laughs> well, I, I don't call them that. It's, it's a term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a term for um, a section of uh, Russian rock fans. I don't know. Um, it's a phenomenon that exists. <laughs> it's really interesting. Um... <laughs> yeah, they. Um, but these, wait, you said you said that fans, <laughs> you said uh, that lyrics are pretty important, right? Um, why do they think their lyrics are important? Are they like political or? Um, they're not really political. They are mostly, mm, hmm. It's like poetry. Okay. Like in, in poetry, all you have is words. Yeah. And they treat their uh, music as poetry. Uh, if that makes sense. Uh, well, not everyone does that, of course. Uh, uh, I'm just talking about this stereotypical understanding of Russian rock. Uh, because, of course, uh, there are different artists with different views on that. Uh, and these uh, shit eaters <laughs> so-called um, they're just fans and 
because they don't uh, regulate <laughs> what artists do. Very interesting. What was I going to say? Uh, yeah, so the lyrics uh, uh, in uh, the lyrics and the music together uh, should create this emotional response in you that's uh, kind of special. I can't really uh, explain it. It should touch your soul. <laughs> yeah. And the lyrics in Russian music in general play uh, the bigger part in achieving that. <laughs> well said. Well put. I should give some examples of that, but uh, I'll do it later. I think. Well, I, I, I didn't <laughs> want to. Anyone's interested? <laughs> yeah, you can, you can email, email me at. Um, well, I haven't set up an email yet, but I think it should be the inhaler pod at gmail.com. So, if you have any questions, I'll, I'll send them over. But I did want to ask you about um, about Russian music that you listen to. Do you uh, listen to sadly, Do you listen to uh, Ruski Rock? <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to, and well, I do listen to some of Ruski Rock. <laughs> um, uh, when I was twelve, uh. My 12. classmate, 12, it was uh, the sixth grade. Uh, my classmate uh, really liked this band called Aria. Mm -hmm. Or without the accent, it's Aria. <laughs> that means Aria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just a uh, typical Judas Priest uh Iron Maiden ripoff that started in in the eighties back in the Soviet Union, uh, but yeah, it was like in eighty five when Gorbachev and Perestroika started, and it was it was easier for musicians to exist. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Totally just recycled, just co copied Western metal, heavy metal, uh, classic heavy metal with uh, Russian lyrics. Uh, but since I didn't listen to any, any metal back then, uh, I started listening to Aria 2. And I quickly became a fan. Really? Uh, and now when I listen to their songs, it's uh, I feel that sweet nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it, it's a bit funny that uh, I liked it, but it's normal. It's it's just uh, medium quality music. That yeah, you can listen to it. Also, yeah, it's uh, one of the most popular bands uh, among the 
the, the, the shitter eater community. <laughs> How did you say it? Govnari? Uh, yeah, Govnari. Uh, the stress is on the last syllable. Okay, right. <laughs> um, uh, because we so we have the we have the same like obviously we don't connect it to the same concept we but we have the same word in creation uh, <laughs> so it's pretty funny that it has that connotation um as opposed to here where it doesn't doesn't really it's it's just like a vague um curse word i guess so that's that's really cool <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I, I love our Slavic roots. First, yeah. yeah, that's my first band, my first Russian band. Uh, then I went through a phase of rejecting everything that was made uh, in Russia or yeah, you've, you've, Soviet countries. You've told me that that that's like a common common thing that happens with um, Russian youth. Um, uh, Actually, now that I think about it, maybe it's not that common, because uh, many of my uh, acquaintances, uh, they listen to a lot of Russian music, but mm, I don't know. Uh, I knew some people that were like me. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe it's common, maybe it's not that common, I don't know. But I went through that phase, uh, and uh, only after my <laughs> obsession with uh, <laughs> uh, Sergei Kuryokhin, uh, mm -hmm. who was a an underground avant-garde composer, who also mm, did he made these uh, happenings with uh, his so-called band was much more than just a band pop popular mechanics pop mechanics or pop mechanica mm -hmm. uh, he just invited all the artists he knew uh, and they uh, played something uh, on stage uh, it's very hard to describe it's uh, you should just Google Sergei Kuryokhin mm -hmm. uh, and look at it yourself because it's it's very hard to describe. Where do you uh, where do you start with him? What should be your jumping off point with Sergei? <laughs> My jumping off point was uh, not musical at all. Right. Um, it was a TV program uh, where Kuryokhin. Um, was talking about how Lenin, Vladimir Ilyich Lenin, um, was a mushroom and a radio wave at the same time. A mushroom and, and a radio a wave. radio wave. Yes. You're a mushroom biologist. He, Can you explain he this? Too many, he ate too many mushrooms and became a mushroom himself. Okay. So uh, is it is it true that if you eat too many mushrooms, you become a mushroom? course <laughs> oh right right you heard it here first folks from a real biology student if you eat too many mushrooms you'll become a mushroom just like vladimir lenin you are what you eat <laughs> <laughs> okay that's fair that's, that's fair what they say so he ate radio waves as well how, how does that factor into this transformation <laughs> oh man it's, <laughs> it's too hard to explain 
Um, I can imagine, yeah. There are a couple parts of this uh, video with uh, English subtitles. I wish there was... Hmm, maybe I can translate it. Oh, that could be fun. Well, that <laughs> that's a task and a half. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's also an interesting uh, project. And it's noble. Uh, it's a noble cause. It's, it's definitely a noble cause. And I think if I if I manage to translate it into English, I'll become a god in both languages. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think the entire West will have a completely new understanding of, of Mother Russia. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have a completely new understanding of life. Yeah, definitely. After that. So, yeah, imagine... Uh, it's mushroom sales 19... on a decline. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> radio wave sales are on decline. <laughs> 5G will um, turn you into a mushroom. <laughs> okay, uh, let me just Google it on YouTube. Uh, so it's 1991, uh, just before the fall of the Soviet Union. Uh, People are still living in the Soviet Union. Uh, everything that's said on the television is true. <laughs> and you can't argue with that. Uh, and on some channel, well, it was uh, the Leningrad, uh, that's now St. Petersburg uh, television. Uh, some two men sit in a studio and talk about how Lenin was a mushroom. <laughs> and one of them is like an expert. Uh, and he An expert on what? To an expert on everything. <laughs> right. But um, he's introduced as a, uh, <laughs> as a film actor and a hmm, social or political Hmm. Let me check. <laughs> Mushroomologist. <laughs> Fungologist. Really. Yeah, political. A fun guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> fun guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a film actor and a political um, figure. I yeah. don't know how to translate it correctly, but. Yeah, does something in politics. Uh, of course, he was neither of these things, even though he acted in a couple of films uh, that were... Uh, again, I don't know how to describe them. They are things of their own. Um, anyway, uh, so they talk about how Lenin was a mushroom <laughs> and provide um, some pretty solid arguments. Solid? <laughs> what so very solid. <laughs> what is a solid argument about Lenin being a mushroom? Uh, well, some quotes from his own writings. Oh, uh, nice. Some Mm -hmm. Well played, Sergey. Of uh, uh, 
Yeah, so you, you know how uh, Lenin used to uh, speak uh, from his uh, big armored car? Like, I don't know how this vehicle is called, but it has armor and... <laughs> and he, like, stood on top of it. Uh, like a papa mobile. To... <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But, yeah, there's a scheme uh, the the graph that shows that it's actually a mushroom uh, what is it called um, mycelium uh, yeah, yeah mushroom grows on mycelium <laughs> yeah solid very solid arguments of course <laughs> everyone Incredible. with a tiny bit of critical thinking was just laughing their asses off. Mm -hmm. uh, but there were people who truly believed <laughs> that Lenin was a mushroom and they uh, they called the studio, they uh, asked if that was actually true. <laughs> like, they, they believed Sergei Kurochin. Incredible. Incredible. I can only imagine what what uh, how powerful Sergei was as a speaker to convince people that Lenin was actually a fucking mushroom, even though that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I admire his skills. Yeah, speaking and um, what is it called again? <laughs> He's very creative for sure. Yeah, you get it. And funny. Uh, that's so funny. That's how I got into uh, Russian music properly. Uh, I started listening to his recordings, to uh, his uh, live... Um, <laughs> these live happenings. <laughs> they are more than just shows, believe me. Um, I believe you. <laughs> that's how I got into uh, the bands uh, who played with him, and he was in a lot of bands also as a session musician. Uh, mm -hmm. He was a very skilled, very talented uh, piano player. So mm, he recorded some albums with uh, the band Aquarium. Uh, you've probably heard of Boris Gribinshikov, maybe. Uh, no. He's one of the most... No? <laughs> well, ring a uh, bell. he's one of the most popular artists of rock in Russia. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry, can you hear mm. the lawnmower? I swear to God, no. my, my neighbor's lawn the, lawn the mow. <laughs> mow the lawn Ew. all the fucking time. So Your annoying. Nvidia GTX thing <laughs> is working, I think. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Nvidia, for sponsoring. No, no. <laughs> oh, it's it's not GTX. It's RTX. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's RTX. It's. I live in the in the previous century. Um. So yeah, I started mm, discovering uh, uh, Russian and Soviet and post-Soviet uh, mm -hmm. music. Is there like uh, a 
a big noticeable it's good it's actually good <laughs> yeah is that is, is there like a big noticeable difference between what's pre-so uh, well what's soviet and what's post-soviet um well yeah mm, in the 90s uh there was more uh there were more technical mm -hmm. Let me put it this way. Uh, you could buy <laughs> anything you wanted to buy. Uh, you could... Uh, oh, let me think for a minute. Oh. So, yeah, there was a difference. Um, because of the Soviet regulations, uh, before Perestroika, you basically couldn't record an album if you weren't, uh, if you weren't in this uh, circle of artists that are allowed to record and right. allowed to tour and everything. Also, you had to. Uh, <laughs> what is the word for this when yeah there was a very strict censorship uh, of everything and of lyrics of course so you had to uh, verify that your lyrics uh, are allowed to be sung <laughs> interesting uh, from the stage yes it's um it was a difficult process. Uh, so most musicians had to just sit in the, in, in the underground. Uh, then when Gorbachev came and he began this uh, transition to a more democratic uh, regime, I think uh, musicians uh, became able to uh, record again not all of them uh, and not on the um, not on the best uh, not in the best studios mm -hmm. uh, it was still like half legal but H half legal half legal yeah kind of uh, well, there were certain um, special institutes creates, cr created for regulating what these uh, <laughs> long-haired musicians, uh, what they did just to, to control them, because mm -hmm. everything had to be controlled, you know. So after the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, musicians became free and uh, there were more technical uh, opportunities mm. to record, to tour. Like you could do anything you wanted. So it's definitely more free. It's definitely more mm, high quality. 
like if, if, if we're talking about uh, music after the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. mm. So there was like, was there like a huge boom in, in many artists um, sort of coming up from the underground and... Um... Yes, there was a boom. Um, I think like everyone was waiting for that moment when well, they could become free and do whatever they want. But uh, I think this that period where uh, they were happily <laughs> doing whatever they wanted was quite short because after that something happened and I don't know, all the happiness just went away. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. It's really sad. Your, your parents... Know, maybe this... I'm sorry. Your your parents lived through through that transition, right? Yeah. And how did they experience it? How did they experience this boom? Obviously being very interested in music. Uh hmm. You haven't asked them? I don't them? know much about that. Well, we talked about it a lot, but mm hmm. I don't know if I could tell a anything interesting about it i don't know hmm. <laughs> um, hmm. i can hear birds on my end on, on your end i think yeah <laughs> you know what i'll but keep the birds the lawnmower. that that uh, that's very impressive it's both coming from like the same direction outside but if you can hear birds, that's kind of fine. I think it's kind of cute. <laughs> it can yeah, it can stay cute. in. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna edit the audio. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they lived through it, and I don't have any anecdotes about it's fine. that. I could tell. Maybe if it's something more specific, then I could remember. <laughs> I mean it's fine but it's it's still kind of kind of cool that they got to see that happen if you know what i mean yeah like I this wish i could i had a time this this time machine and i could travel to mm, to the late 70s or the early 80s mm. uh, yeah to to leningrad listen to all the, all the bands i like yeah uh well i don't think i have anything else to ask you this conversation has been so interesting and i've learned so much and it, it it's <laughs> flown perfectly and i'm really happy we got to got to chit chat it was really really fun do you have anything Yay. else you wanted to talk about maybe uh i don't know uh I had some notes here. Uh, Russian rap. I didn't talk about Russian rap. Do you listen to Russian rap? About it. I don't. Then it's I, fine. <laughs> honestly, I think it's shit. But, <laughs> like, some of it is good uh, for me, personally. Uh, it's just, I don't know, rap in general is not my thing. Uh, especially when it's in Russian, it's way too cringe. <laughs> But it's like the most popular genre in Russia right now. 
Yeah. In most places, yeah, I good, think. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> I think I even heard... Wait, I actually heard one Russian song, I think, on TikTok. Right. It's popular for... You know what? I can't remember it, so never mind. Um, But yeah, Rus Russian music has gotten to TikTok. You know, it's it's doing fine when it's on TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, there's no decline. There's no decline. You heard it here, music folks. Industry, industry, yeah. The, the decline it is a hoax. TikTok. It's a hoax. Definitely. Yeah, it reached it's TikTok. Like it cannot be at a decline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love talking to you today. It was really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Me too. We can talk some more. Yeah, and we've... Yeah, we've gone on for so long. I didn't expect it to be this long. I think we've we're well over an hour into this. Will you have to edit a lot? No, I'm not gonna edit. It's gonna be. <laughs> I'm I'm really lazy, and this is just gonna be a huge chunk. And um, yeah. I like long podcasts. Yeah, they're kind of comfy, and you feel like you're, you know, chatting to friends. <laughs> yes. Um, that's what I love about podcasts. Okay, everyone, that was the first episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I had a wonderful time, and I hope you had a great time listening, too. Um, Tony was a fantastic guest. He was so interesting and so fun to talk to. Uh, and I'm looking forward to chatting to him again. The music that's playing in the background right now and the music you heard at the very beginning, those were both made by Vlad, and you should check out his band, San Mechon. Spotify and on Bandcamp. I'll have him on the show sooner or later. So yeah, I can promise you a time frame when the next episode will be out, but hopefully soon. Um, and of course, any feedback is appreciated. Once again, the email is deanhalerpod at gmail.com. That wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening and until next time. <laughs>